live from the secret podcast studios somewhere in the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles. Somewhere. We're hidden here. This is Dre's Geek Philosophy, the March 20th edition. Welcome. Welcome everyone on Facebook Live. Welcome anyone who... Oh, huh, I forgot to set up Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to set up Twitch. I got so caught up. Yeah, yeah, I, I, was, I was so, so happy organized. that... I was so happy I wrote an entire format. I had everything set up and ready. I'm so I was like, I got uh, guys, I got this unlocked this time. Uh judgmental owner Pete Malini was like impressed that I actually had I, yeah. everything organized. <laughs> and I like as I realized as I go to say hi to uh <laughs> as I go to say hi to our Twitch audience that is not there. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just update the date on this. Da, 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 da. Da, da. And start broadcasting. Hey, this oh, yeah, wouldn't push again. this wouldn't be Dre's geek philosophy if there wasn't some hiccups. If there wasn't, you know, a couple weeks ago, I, I was broadcasting from the wrong page. Hey. Last week, actually, last week went kind of off without a weird hitch. I mean, but you had the camera thing after the fact. Yeah, I had yeah. a camera problem. Yeah, <laughs> all sorts of camera problems. We're having trouble. So we're here uh, tonight's show. We're going to be talking a lot. Of, we're going to be talking a lot of pro wrestling. Yes. Warning or. Welcome. Um, we have <laughs> Judgmental Nerd, Pete Malini, right here with me. Hey, hey. And then we have uh, my guest tonight, my buddy, my one of my fellow wrestling fan, a fellow Destiny Sword Bear. He's saying what's up on the Twitch to anyone who's watching. See, yes. see we yes. usually have some sort of malfunction with Twitch yeah. where like we don't know if anyone's watching or we don't see anyone's comments. Right. <laughs> Or both. Or both. <laughs> yeah. No, there, there was a week where actually it worked, oh, yeah. where we saw yeah. comments and we saw it. That was two weeks ago. So, yeah. we got my buddy, uh, Iceberg. Oh, we call him Iceberg in our Destiny Clan, but he is Kit Fam. Yeah. Welcome, sir. He is he is one of the people who helps run I get one of the best uh, Nintendo community groups that I have ever seen, uh, Street Pass Orange County. Right. You can find them on Facebook at you know, Street Pass OC. Yes. Uh, I, I suggest checking them out because... Uh, there's going to be some big things. We're going to we're yeah. going to be talking about that later on the show. Because but, I was not allowed to talk about it for like two months. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> couldn't talk about it. But <laughs> now th- it. things are happening. The Nintendo Switch came out, so now the the the, the Nintendo uh, community groups. Uh, we're gonna, I feel like everything's going to be coming uh, coming back strong in a, uh, pretty soon. So despite some current drama, <laughs> uh, drama is drama. Yeah. yeah, and whenever you get a bunch of nerds together, you eventually will find drama. This is true. So, this is true. I, I want to lead off today because um. I haven't watched it yet okay. because I'm still way behind. I still have to watch Daredevil. Daredevil right? I still have to watch <laughs> Daredevil season two. I still have to watch Luke Cage. But Iron Fist came out this mm-hmm. past week. Uh, uh, have either of you watched uh, any of Iron Fist? I'm I've five episodes the in. First five. Yeah, you, uh, so, exactly the same spot. So, so you guys uh, watched the first five. Oh, Matt Hamlin on um, on uh, Facebook Live. Asked if we're playing Destiny, uh, we play Destiny on PlayStation Four. Quattro on, on the foe. Yes, mm-hmm. on the foe. We play on the foe. And we're coming back next week. And we're going to be playing next week because uh, uh, the, the, the the Vault of Glass and the Crota's Array and the, all, all the fun stuff's coming back next week. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Yes. We're going we're gonna to get all of our all of our Sword Bear friends or former Sword Bears. Gonna get sword all, Bear! We're going to get yeah. all of our, uh, our clan back together. We're going to go. Sure. I mean, we're, I, we're supposed to play uh, Crota's End first, but no, we're going to play Vault of Glass first. Fuck that shit. <laughs> right. Oh, we're we actually going to go and do it again. Oh, oh yeah. hell yeah. We're going to play. We're opening it with new stuff. Yeah. You'll be able to get all the weapons at the at the highest power. So I can I can go get my, my my favorite gun, the Vision of Confluence. Best damn gun in the game. I know I know it was oh, I know it was one the of your favorite. The Return fit. of the Fate Bringer. The Return of the Fate Bringer. A lot of good weapons are coming back. The Icebreaker. Oh, the Ice ri- the, the Rice Breaker has been back. back. It's already been back. <laughs> it's already been back. Uh, see, I stopped playing because uh, just for uh, I just couldn't bury myself. See, that's how that's anymore. how bad Iron Fist is. We totally took a tangent and walked away from it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's how that's it how was not that good. Bad. Thank God I haven't watched. My it. opinion I, is. Eh. Yeah, uh, that, See, that, oh, that's no, what I've been hearing. No, go ahead. No, Pete, please. I think what happened with Iron Fist is that we've gotten so used to uh, everything, all the Netflix shows. Like, it's good. It's not great. And because of that, people are cracking it, on it. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Like, because it's not great, it, therefore, it's not great. It's a, it's a pass or fail situation that you're talking yeah, about then. Because it's, you know, it's a little slow. I mean, it takes about two or three episodes to get going. But it's all right. I mean, like, I don't see the, I don't see what the, the I think the main problem is like the likability factor. Yeah, that, that's you know, just can't relate with Danny at all. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Well, that's the, the, I think that's what separated shows like uh, Luke Cage and uh, Daredevil. The characters are genuinely likable. Like you, yeah. I, I liked Luke Cage immediately, right. mm-hmm. and it made up for a lot of the uh, down parts, the right. shortcomings of the show. 
Yeah, because I've been hearing some like off and on things about like, you know th- those sh- shows have their flaws, but they're yeah. the, what they got right was much better than what they got wrong. Yeah, but it seems like with uh, Iron Fist, everything I'm seeing so far over the weekend is that um, it got a lot of things more things wrong than right. I mean, I, and I, I think a lot of it starts with the main character apparently. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I I, I didn't see it. I mean, I, I looked at a lot of these negative reviews early mm-hmm. on, right? And some of the stuff they were complaining about, I was like, that doesn't make sense. You know, like, w- would you say it's a, a very heavily you know social justice warrior, whatever that kind of? I uh, mean, to a point, right? Like, a little bit. A little bit, but because with you know Daredevil, a Luke Cage, and Jessica Jones, you have flawed characters. Danny Rand does not come off as being flawed immediately. Really? Because I mean, like they they. Throw him in an insane asylum, like in like the second episode. Oh wow, wow, that's, that's yeah. Pretty so it's, I mean, it's just not relatable as compared to you know mm-hmm. your other characters growing up. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, because uh, you know, I, 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 I've never been an iron. Unlike a lot of the other Marvel characters, I've never really been a quote unquote Iron Fist fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I've liked some of the recent stuff that they've done, like when um when he was in the Avengers uh, book where Brian Michael Bendis yeah. was writing. I liked his character there, but it, I felt like it was more of the fact that oh. Bendis was writing him yeah. well, rather than me liking Iron Fist. Yeah. As, you know, like other characters, like regardless of the writer, I will kind of like the character, like an Iron Man or a Spider Man. Where Iron Fist is kind of just like, mm. yeah, he's just there. He's, it's like with Iron Fist, it's like he's not like an established character where yeah. you, you know, his personality to the T. If you go to a random person and you ask, okay, describe Iron Fist, Kung Fu guy. Kung Fu guy. I mean, but you can make that argument like before the first Iron Man movie. Like that yeah. was the same thing. You know? Yeah, that was saying that a lot of people like you know I, I I knew who Iron Man was. I liked Iron Man when I was a kid. Yeah. But most people would be like, "What the hell is the Iron Man?" But yeah. um, guys, I said, "But um, bum." Thank um. you. <laughs> I, I, and then the other thing I've seen a lot of a lot of my friends uh, have uh, a lot of my Asian friends have like there's there's this huge outrage that the, this should have mm-hmm. been an opportunity for um, for Marvel to recast uh, or or re um, reimagine the origin of Iron Fist as an Asian character as opposed to the established uh, white character. Mm-hmm. How, how do you guys? What do you guys think about? I mean, Iceberg, you're Asian. <laughs> <laughs> let's ask an authentication let's, for this let, way. Let, let, let's go to Asian correspondent Kit Fam. Because we have you know media bias to you know. Casting male Asians on anything. Yeah, I know. I, I know. That's like, I know. John Cho has struggles, you know, getting anything beyond right, because, the, the best, the Asian best friend. Because yeah, you know, mm-hmm. John Cho is the typical Asian casting. The Korean guy playing a Japanese guy playing yep. a Chinese guy <laughs> playing. <laughs> like, these Koreans are very flexible. They can play any. They can play any flavor of Asian. Apparently, right? especially when he's pulling forty and he's still playing teenage characters. I, I've heard. I, I, I mean, Asian don't crack. I was, about, I was about to say black don't crack, but apparently Asian does not crack either. I, my my, my ex girlfriend's parents uh, they they're 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 ageless. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw them a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "Huh, you haven't <laughs> aged. It's been ten years since the last time I saw you. You still look exactly like you did in two thousand and five." And hell? which means that they probably also looked exactly how they did when they were in the nineteen seventies. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, statistically speaking, the most. Let's see, underviewed demographic in all of media is Asian males. It, it, it is Asian males. There's lots of uh, something else I saw is like, oh, they did the stereotypical trope of like, all oh, the Asian female falls for the, oh, white man, thank you for saving me. Uh-huh, because and they then don't they, know anything about the current move on story. Right, exactly. And, and to quote uh, my good friend Jai Pollard, it's like, oh, you save a woman's life, you, and you got to give her, you got to get that ass. <laughs> that's for you, Jai. Um, that's credit to you, my friend. But yeah, uh, I, that was uh, I, me and actually to bring me me and Jai saw that that Bruce Lee movie that hasn't come out yet. Uh, the, the the was it the something the, something of the dragon? There's there's some there's a new Bruce Lee movie coming yeah. out. Yeah, and, uh, uh, we, the story about the white guy. The the, the, the white guy <laughs> who was story the of wh- Bruce Lee. <laughs> the story of the white guy who is not Steve McQueen, who who somehow created the fight between uh, Bruce Lee and, and then the um, the, the Shaolin master, yeah, yeah. Or Shaolin monk. Oh yeah, yeah. Me, uh, I don't know if I, I I should be saying this out on the internet because I saw it like we saw it like last year. You the mean sneak the preview. story of David Carradine? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because like when me and Jai saw it, we kind of like glossed over the whole white guy being the thing, and then like we were like, holy shit, these fight sequences are fucking amazing. Yes. <laughs> I, it, I honestly, it went over, I'm gonna be honest, it went over my head because I, I don't know, I feel like I'm, I'm still like an, a little bit old school, like I feel like I'm a lot like my parents were like, oh, 
there was a racist thing going on. I'm like, nah, that's kind of, I didn't know that was racist. I, 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 I am. Sometimes I'm culturally naive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't see those things. Where like, so uh, like our, our good friend Jonah, he will watch a movie and see what's you know socially wrong with it. Oh yeah. And where I will watch the same movie, I'm like. But I saw the bang bang and the explosions and the funsies. <laughs> I had the funs. Like I was sitting yeah. on the ride with my arms like going wee. And my friend, like he sees he sees the movie through a different prism, and he's like, "Oh my god, this is wrong." You know, the treatment of women, the treatment of minorities, treatment. And I'm like, "Am I that ignorant? I think I am. I'm culturally well, it's ignorant." Not, it's not that. It's that we've been so desensitized to it. All like if all honestly, you yeah, are you know, fed visually is one thing over and over and over again, you're not going to notice the problems. You have to actually like train yourself to notice these things. I guess that's true, especially since I've been desensitized since I was like five years old, you know, when my parents took me to watch Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you hear always the interesting stories about like, you know, the casting of Tilda Swin uh, Swin as oh. the ancient one because uh, ancient guess one. what? Yeah. We don't want to offend the Koreans, the Japanese, and the Chinese, so let's cast them as white. Let's, let's yeah. find a white woman. Yeah, <laughs> because, you know, I, all these Asian minorities... Who cares about representation? They're going to get offended because we're going to choose one. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a, uh, a an, is, okay, an so Ockram's razor kind of solution. <laughs> which is the one that fills the role the best? Right. A Korean. How about none of them? Because no one will get offended. <laughs> yeah. Let's offend them all. Make it black. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am the ancient one, motherfucker. <laughs> Apparently, historically, we all originated from Africa. That's true. So, dude, they should have got Michael J. White. It would have been black, the ancient black dynamite. Yes. Black dynamite reference. But so I, I haven't watched it. I, I, I do plan on watching it eventually, maybe like three months from now when I finally catch up on everything. I'm sure but the, the, defend, the, defenders, the defenders will be out before yeah, I, get, like I catch up right? on Iron Fist. But then when it comes down to it, though, but don't you think it's a little more offensive if like, your one Asian superhero, his power is kung fu. Kung fu, <laughs> like a little well, bit. Technically, he's white <laughs> to begin with. No, I mean, yeah. So, you know, the, my 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 weird comic book accuracy argument is like if if you um if you make Iron Fist Asian, then he's basically just Shang Chi, master of kung fu. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's there's already another Asian character who's very similar. Where like my, my weird comic book, like that's not that's not accurate. If you're gonna have an Asian kung fu artist, why didn't they just make a Feng Chi show? But he, but, well, oh. you could be like the legions of superheroes and go Kung Fu Boy. Oh, Karate Kid? <laughs> Karate Kid? Karate Kid. Yeah. Karate oh, God, I, I totally forgot. About that. <laughs> but say, like, say, say they would have done a Shang-Chi show. Mm -hmm. we'd be, people would be complaining about something totally different. I, I, I'm sure people would find... We, we, we do live in an outrage culture where people will find things to complain about. Half of this show <laughs> is me complaining about things. So I really cannot cast any stones at that glass house. I think all arguments are moot as long as the world champion yodeler is Asian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chicken attack. Chicken attack. <laughs> I apologize. You should Google chicken attack and, and then I can apologize to you later. Or you can thank me if you enjoy it. It's freaking amazing. <laughs> Speaking of struggling with technology. So l last week... <laughs> I had set up a third camera because we already have the, the, the cell phone recording for Facebook Live. We have the other camera back there recording for Twitch. And so I was trying to set up another camera so we can eventually put this on YouTube as well. Because if I try to save the video that I do on my phone, it takes an hour <laughs> to save it. So I'm like, I'll set up another camera. I'll, I'll just simply dust off my, my camcorder from 2008. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use that. What could possibly go wrong? Dre fights with uh, iMovie and computers for an hour live for an hour and a half last night. Uh, I'm a Luddite. <laughs> a person who's worked in consumer electronics for so long, I'm an idiot with technology. It's sad but true. I hate to admit it, but you know, I'm about the truth and it's funny and comedy comes first. Comedy always, always, always. comes first. Always. I will throw myself under the bus. So if there's anyone who's an expert with uh what was it? <laughs> Uh, MPEG, I don't know. I need I need tech support. I'm 37 years old and I don't know how to do things. And, and key I, phrase, he cannot pay you. I I can pay you in food. I can I can make delicious Mexican food. But this is true. This is true. I, there was a Cinco de Mayo at, at Casa de Chorizo where I freaking served yeah. chicken tacos to everybody. It, nice. it, and, 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 and you guys have had my cooking as yes. well. All right, so Actually, my place is now known as Casa del Soy Rizzo. Soy Rizzo. <laughs> it's, a, it's chorizo with a sense of self, to quote excessively long executive producer Sam Zia. Soy chorizo. Soy chorizo. <laughs> 
So now, now that now, well, we've warmed up here, mm-hmm. I've gotten the kinks out here. Let's let's jump into the main topic. We're going to talk about one of my loves. I I, I love. I, I am not ashamed to admit it, even though people tell me I should be ashamed of it. <laughs> I love professional wrestling, and not just WWE, but I love all for it, it is entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it constantly makes me mad when people tell me that um. It's, it's fake, yeah. or it's stupid, or it's fake. The, the, the fake it's thing, rigged. It's rigged. Like you know what else is rigged? Everything else you watch. And I'm not talking about sports. Election. I'm. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. We will not degenerate into political talk here. But I'm talking like everything's predetermined. Yeah. Do yeah. people get mad when uh, the Avengers beat Loki? That's predetermined. <laughs> Every episode of Friends was predetermined. <laughs> and that's the thing that drives me nuts. All, all these other forms of media mm-hmm. are predetermined, but yet we have, I, I know it presented itself as a sport, and it really, uh, or to, 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 to use a terrible phrase, wrestling came out of the quote-unquote closet in the 90s where everyone realized, oh, wait. Or they kind of accepted the fact that everybody knows that it's predetermined. Fake is is an unfair word. No, absolutely. No, right, it's not getting fake. your face questioned by a knee. Yeah, totally fake. John Cena <laughs> took a knee to the face and he and he looked like a chipmunk for two weeks. <laughs> yep. You know, guys can like they, they blow out their ACLs, they hurt themselves mm-hmm. immeasurably. There's guys who like people have lost their lives in the ring. People have broken uh, broken their necks. Well, I it, think the problem is that they initially like especially early on 50s, 60s, 70s sold themselves as being as real as boxing. Oh yeah, no, the yeah. The, 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 uh, the the good guys and the bad guys were in separate locker rooms. Uh, like the people would get fired if they were seen uh, outside fraternizing. Like if uh, if two people who who were um, yeah. who were who were fighting in the ring? If they were at the same bar having a beer together, both those guys would be fired. They'd be looking for a job somewhere else in the country. Nobody ever broke kayfabe. Bro- broke kayfabe for, for those who don't understand. That's kind of like the the language that was like kind of the secret language where the a lot of these people would talk to each other like in in this weird kind of a kind of like carny talk or pig Latin kind of mm-hmm. like that where they communicate about about the matches. But back to my original point, it, it's fun. I, yeah. I like we like me. I uh, key it. I keep wanting to call you Iceberg because right. our, <laughs> our I keep wanting to go Iceberg because that's his. Right. That is, but I that, have to turn the racial talk a little bit. <laughs> it's okay. No, no. It's hey, we 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 say exactly what we think here on this show, exactly. except for political stuff. I try <laughs> to avoid that. And, and and Pete, have you have you have you or have you ever been a, a, a professional wrestling fan? This is an inquisition. <laughs> inquisition. Um, you know, as a younger, I was. Uh, I want to say. W- would night. you say in the late nineties? Yeah, yeah. And the, well, that maybe the early nineties. Like, oh, really? Because a lot of my friends were really into it. And oh, really? I would, I would watch it. Uh, of the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, Ultimate we, Warrior, uh, Hulk we, Hogan, the Big Boss Man. So basically, like that Monday after you know uh, an event, someone have a VHS of it, and we sit around and watch it. Nice. Like, I mean, but I was I didn't follow it like on the on a regular. Like we would watch the big events and mm. you know, stuff like that. Like, oh, like it, whenever the, the the random Saturday when Saturday night's main, uh, when Saturday night's main event took oh, took the spot of of uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember. I, I always look forward to that, and I try to like sneak, uh, like you know, sn- try to stay up, st- try to stay stuff. up, you know, <laughs> hide from my parents and try to, like turn on the TV. I'm like, all right, because what, what the cool thing they did do though back in those days, they they put the best matches first because they knew people weren't going to make it till one in the morning. <laughs> And all the skits at the end. You know. all, all, the, all the bad stuff w- was at the end. But I.e. Hogan's matches. <laughs> yeah, like uh, when I yeah yeah, like when I was a kid, it was I I, I remember watching it every Saturday. Uh, it was our, our local Fox affiliate, mm-hmm. Channel Eleven. Uh, it was at noon every Saturday and every Sunday. That's uh, you know WWF Superstars nice. uh, was one show, and then the other show had like oh All American Wrestling was yeah. or. There was another. I think that actually that might have been on cable as well. It's so like if if you had cable, oh, you had access to like <laughs> three or four hours of like oh. And then I remember when I discovered the first time I discovered WCW, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Why is it so southern? <laughs> Who is this Ric Flair? This Sting? He looks like a surfer. I think he's trying to be like Hulk Hogan <laughs> or Ultimate Warrior. Hey, that's my all-time favorite wrestler. Who Sting? Sting's awesome. No, no. I, as I'm saying, you know, as a young, you know, a sixth grader. You know, flipping channels. I happen to like flip channels onto TBS at the correct time to catch, you know, WCW <laughs> Saturday night. And I'm like, what? And, and another weird thing, I'm like, why is this channel everything on 605? Yeah. Why is it every five after? Yeah. That's weird. Right. But yeah, discovering this. And then I, I remember the cheesy the, opening of the <laughs> little metal <laughs> <Mechanical> doors. doors. <laughs> it was so cheesy and fun, but it, it's entertaining. Yes. Yeah. They're just, I, it's, I, I always find people say that the equipment, it's a male soap opera because like all these crazy storylines and, and, and as a kid i totally thought it was real I, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. 
the the first VHS tape I rented was I think it was WrestleMania five. The mega powers explode. That that's when I like started like kind of like. Oh, this is a thing that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, I rented that. Like it was probably like two, three months old, but I was like, I, I had not seen it. Yeah. There was no internet. <laughs> I did not know the spoilers. I just knew, oh, make powers explode. And after that, I was like, oh, every Saturday right. I'd go to the, the to the magazine rack and go buy the WWF magazine. Nice. <laughs> it was kind of fun. So oh, kid, when, when did you start uh watching? Enough uh, about me probably blathering. Roughly the same time, I remember the first VHS tape that I watched was WrestleMania 4. Oh, wow. Ooh, the tournament. The tournament. <laughs> that was a good one. That was like two VHS tapes. Right? <laughs> so, woke up with that, just instantly got hooked. You know, uh, most of my friends weren't into it. It was just solitary me. Yeah. <laughs> so, I would just scrounge up, you know, anything I could find. I would find, like, old VHS tapes at the Asian video store where they have it packed right there. It's like, okay, right. this is going to last me a while. <laughs> yeah, I remember like buying like a Pro Wrestling Illustrated. That, that, I remember when I found that, and that's why I, I learned about all the other, like I, all I knew was WWF as a kid, right. and then I bought that Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and I learned about all the other stuff. Like, like after, you know, like, oh, wow, this is well, this is where that WCW was from. I'm like, oh. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, what is this, you know, NWA? I'm like, and it's not the Rapid Group. <laughs> this is the National Wrestling Alliance. Yeah, it's the pretty crazy. thing is just remembering the debut of The Undertaker and he's being managed oh. by Brother Love. Brother Love. <laughs> <laughs> that was we I remember that was weird. Like Brother Love and then like they correctly like they, they found they found Paul Bearer. <laughs> Managing Kane the Undertaker. So, yeah, yeah cuz he was called Kane the Undertaker yeah, at first, the you're right. The funniest part was when you see The Undertaker come out and he's all spooky and scary and then you just see Brother Love. I love you. <laughs> I love Fucking Bruce Pritchard, <laughs> executive long uh, executive producer Sam Zia. Yes. When uh, so have you been a lifelong wrestling fan or off and on or what was your first wrestling experience? I know you enjoy La Lucha. Jeez. Oh, do, do you? I, I know my, mine was re- uh, the VHS type of WrestleMania Five. Yeah. Oh, uh, Pete shared of uh, they shared tapes with his buddies. You know, uh, Kiet. It was WrestleMania Four. I I my first memory was Saturday Night Main Event. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was the uh, episode where Tyson was uh, officiating a match. I can't remember. Mike who Tyson. Was, yeah, it was his. It was Tyson's first uh, association with the WWF huh. at the time. <laughs> I had heard of this. Yeah. yeah uh, so that one was one. Uh, I remember. I think that same card, Demolition, went up against somebody, and I can't remember who it was. Was it the Brainbusters? Yeah, maybe, possibly. But I grew up on it early. I, I remember the old the WWF. Bra- you cartoon. and I are the same age, so it's probably yeah. around this. I remember the old cartoon and like Hillbilly Jim oh, and yeah, all those right. guys, Junkyard Dog. Oh, the, the, where the wrestling. No one sounded anything like the. None of them sound like the wrestler. <laughs> Except only, for Sergeant Slaughter for well, some odd reason. The only one that actually. And uh, Andre the Giant, he did the voiceover for his cartoon character. Also. Really? Yeah. And I remember he was there was one episode where he was looking for Hillbilly Jim and you just hear, hear him saying, Hillbilly, Billy, 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 Andre was always underrated as a comedian. He was hilarious. Oh, he was great. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Yeah. I mean, that's all I get. Anybody want a peanut? Yeah. No, I, I, I grew up on the stuff, and I, I went off and on. Uh, I stopped for a little bit, then I came back just before the Attitude Era took mm-hmm. over, uh, watched a little bit of the Attitude Era, and then gave up around 2000. I haven't really uh, kept as up. I, I feel like 90% of people kind of quit around 2001. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> kept up with it. At all, uh, um, with I, I just go back and watch old videos of the old stuff. I've got right. I got my stepdaughter hooked on old school wrestling. Nice. She, she will quote Randy Macho Man Savage for it. Ricky Steamboat, here for a cup of coffee. Yeah, and for me, uh, the best thing for me is the WWE Network because I can go back and watch. All of the old stuff that I love, and more or less ignore the were. stuff that I can't stand now. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I feel that's the biggest thing about that WWE Network. It's totally worth it for me just to like travel through time, jump yeah. into the DeLorean, and go back to a simpler time yeah. when the and Dudley Boys myself, used to put every woman through a I table. Enjoy this. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, oh yeah, the really old stuff, right? I was like, oh my god, how I mean, how did I put up with, with Mean Gene? Mean Gene. <laughs> well, also, the action in the ring. Any. Any match that involved Hulk Hogan was boring as shit. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was the stiffest punch, match ever. Punch, kick, punch, leg kick, drop. clothesline, and then, oh, leg drop. Big, big boot, and then, yeah. no, no, he has to, he has to do the Hulk up. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. or, no, or he, you. 
Yeah, or he gets somebody uh, grabbing his trapezius muscle or tries to put him in a sleeper hold, and he almost gets counted out. They lift his arm once, lift his arm <laughs> twice, and then on the third one, he all of a sudden goes into freakout mode. Like, and he starts like he starts making fishy face at everybody. That that that's that's ring psychology, my friend. That's like you're because you, he's taking in the energy from the fans. <laughs> I mean, that's the stuff that I mean. People ate that shit up back oh, in the yeah. 80s, in the seventies and the eighties. You know what? I remember the first, my real first uh, interaction with WWF. It was WrestleMania two. WrestleMania two because Ooh. they showed it on Showtime. So they oh, would, right. they had it play a couple times. So like, really? I remember the part. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Hulk Hogan fighting King Kong Bundy in the steel cage. In and the, the steel cage. And, and the and LA, uh, LA freaking uh, uh, sports arena. And uh, he bladed. Uh, King Kong Bundy bladed himself on that one. I was, mm-hmm. and it was the first time I noticed anything like that because he actually the blade was in his the tape job on his wrist and you could see the oh, part really? of the tape where he lifted it up I guess in my crappy VHS I didn't notice that one when I, <laughs> yeah. when I eventually rented Wrestlemania 2 <laughs> uh, also it was, uh, I, I remember that's it was one of my favorites, even though it's considered one of the worst ever. It was one of my favorites because it had the battle royal with all the NFL players. Yeah! Uh, yes. That was hilarious! Yeah, yeah freaking William Refrigerator Perry. Like, yeah. He was the most famous one out of everybody. <laughs> Wasn't uh, Mongo in it? I uh, think. Was. Yeah, I think Mongo, Mongo McMichaels. Was was yeah. <laughs> His first taste mm. of wrestling. Yeah. His first, yeah, he had a lot of things about wrestling then before he joined uh, the WCW back and in the, the 90s. Oh, God. I, I got to say, though, nowadays, my favorite thing to do is listen to Jim Cornette go off <laughs> on <laughs> anything. For, Did for, you hear the story? He's inducting the Rock and Roll Express. He's, he's going to yeah. be on the WWE Network uh, that, that Friday. I believe it's Friday night. Oh, the, I can't before wait. And his short comment to you know, WWE.com was, hell fl- froze over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> better oh, get, better I, get I, some coats in Florida because hell's frozen over. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I want to. What was it? The cult of Cornette is his. Are all of his followers? I am all about Jim Cornette. The guy uh, is brilliant. He uh, I, there there is uh, there is an air of <laughs> there is intelligence, but there's also there, there's a fine line between intelligence and insanity, and he dances oh, all around. Oh yeah, it. and no, that's the best part <laughs> is that when he goes, just like just like whenever I get you worked up on something, yeah. that's he, when he's he at goes his off. finest. He, yeah, he goes. Uh, for, for those who don't, know, uh, this, this gentleman Jim Cornette, he he was in charge. Like he was a manager, but behind the scenes, he was a person who was in charge of like uh, the people who, uh, who were in charge of the the storylines. Uh, was a booker. He like he would literally book the show he would decide who would who would go over that's who would win over on someone else and they kind of decide the storylines back in the old days they used to just do it with a with a piece of paper and a pencil it's like you win okay go like it's like oh yeah all i gotta do is i you know whoever's pushing the pencil that's yeah that's that's a good old jr say whoever's pushing the pushing the pencil that's that's the one in charge someone someone decide remember there's always that the, the most powerful thing in wrestling is an eraser (laughs) <laughs> you can just get erased off that sheet, and all of a sudden, you don't have a career anymore. But I actually, uh, you guys keep mentioning. I want to talk about the attitude because I feel like that's because, as Iceberg mentioned earlier, it, finding other wrestling fans was very difficult. I mean, Pete, you were fortunate; you had a, a several yeah. friends. Like I'm in middle school, like meeting people who actually uh, other people who liked wrestling. I was like, oh, you like wrestling too? Oh my god, yeah. let's hang out. We need to hang out and talk about what happened to the Royal Rumble. I can't believe the Ultimate Warrior lost to, the, to Sergeant Slaughter. I, I remember, I vividly rem- have memories of that in sixth grade, like discussing these things mm-hmm. with, with, with other like middle school people. I didn't have anyone to discuss it with. I know, right? Uh, it wasn't until you know the, the the internet, but but we you know in 1995, 96, we all got more people to discuss it with because all of a sudden, like somehow, some way. Either through you know Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock or The Rock, it somehow became cool to like wrestling. It was yeah. nuts. All like a lot of people who were like who would who had shunned me before for wrestling, they knew I was the wrestling. All of a sudden, like oh, we're all talking about wrestling. People who ne- who I never thought would be wanting to watch wrestling or getting people together. Like everyone wanted to come over because I, I had the uh, the the black box through uh, cable, charter communication, <laughs> so I, I got every WWF and every WCW pay per view. Nice. All of a sudden, people wanted to come over to my house and watch wrestling. I was like. Really? You guys want? Because uh, it was just me. Because I was usually it was just me watching it. But then all of a sudden, got people coming over. We're ordering pizza. It was insane during the Attitude Era. I was lucky because my family, all of my cousins, mm-hmm. uh, and they're all around my age and stuff. We all grew up watching this stuff. So, like, if we went over to each other's house over the summer or something, we would watch wrestling and then go on the bed and start body slamming. <laughs> it was, that was the best part. If you're by yourself watching, then you you know you just get all of the that energy from it, and you don't get to burn it anywhere. If you have other people around watching it with you, you're DDTing that person five minutes later. Yeah, I, I you just reminded me. I did have a I did have a friend in, in uh 
elementary school were like he he was the one who had the black box first and see if we'd go to his house and we mm. I remember watching um whichever uh whichever wrestle uh, the, the weird WrestleMania WrestleMania nine I think it was the one uh, the one that was outdoors um, at, at the freaking uh, Caesar's Palace I believe that was nine. I remember what it uh, yes oh, it was nine it was nine I remember watching that one at his, at his place and I was like oh wow I'm like they, they got the guy from WCW Jr but he's in a toga yeah <laughs> right <laughs> this narcissist he seems familiar yeah, yeah. he, <laughs> he used to just wrestle in black black tights right <laughs> he used to wrestle in black tights he just flex his muscles now he just flexes his muscles and he has a metal arm a metal piece in his arm and, and he has a mirror now I, I, and thank you uh, Irv Danny Putampa on, on our Facebook comments mentioned you know, you know the Monday Night Wars that was the thing where you had two competing shows uh, WWF had their uh, their their Monday Night Raw and uh, WCW decided, oh, we need to put up a show up against it. And so it was funny because I remember both shows start off with just being an hour. Mm-hmm. And, I remember, and then by the end of the Attitude Era, it was like three hours. Yeah, it was like like Draw was two hours. You know, Nitro was three hours. Yeah, and uh, I remember being very thankful that uh, the TNT feed that I had was on East Coast time, oh. so I yep, could watch exactly. WCW from then, five to eight. And then I have that hour break, and then from nine to eleven, I watch uh, <laughs> WWF Raw. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm consuming five hours wrestling every Monday. <laughs> Yeah. And then the next day, going and going to high school, like, oh, guys, did you watch what, what happened to Raw? Oh my God, Stone Cold Steve Austin totally stunned um, Vince McMahon. That's insane. He gave him the finger. He gave him the finger. That's how sheltered we were back in the nineties. That was a big deal. Now I can just be like, mm, finger. Oh. <laughs> but then again, you have to consider it as like the increase in violence. Yet you go back to the old school wrestlers like Ming and all these tough guys who would. Basically, lose messages to normal suplexes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there was a. I guess you could say there was an there was an escalation in offense. Yeah. <laughs> you can say, as you know, as uh, another piece of that attitude era was the ECW. Now mm-hmm. that I remember, all my friends, um, that we're, we heard about it. Like, oh, if if you if you turned your TV to the correct channel on Saturday night, uh, locally there was a station in LA that actually played it. But yeah, it was like. It would so, go on and off in a yeah. weird scheduling. Thing. I remember, like, I remember using my VCR. I remember using my VCR, hooking up the antenna, and like finding. I'm like, I remember I watched like 20 minutes of ECW hardcore TV. I'm like, I'm watching it. I can see ECW <laughs> again. This is before the internet. Before the internet. For, for any of you who are like wondering, why didn't you just YouTube it? Like, yeah. No, you couldn't do it back then. That, the the I, internet was still in its like infancy. You had to pay for pay by the minute back then. Yeah. <laughs> This is going back to the days where people traded VHS tapes. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm, I remember my one friend who had the internet. He was, he, oh god, he would spoil wrestling for us all the time because he <laughs> he had access to the dirt sheet, like the the early dirt sheets, whatever. Uh, I forgot, like Alta Vista or whatever. Like, mm. There would be some sort of like message board where people were like, oh, because uh, WF used to tape. They because when they were only had an hour show, they'd tape two hours worth. <laughs> Go live the next week. They, then they go live for one. the first hour and then tape the next hour. And then like my friend would show up to school. He's like, oh yeah, next week Stone Cold shows up in a suit and he's gonna and then he's gonna take off the suit and he's gonna like stone and he's gonna like stun Vince McMahon. I'm like, how do you know it's gonna? I'm me naive, you know, like yeah. freshman me is like, how do you know this is gonna happen? And then the following Monday, out comes Stone Cold Steve Austin in a suit, kicks freaking Vince McMahon the balls and gives him the finger. And I was like. Ryan knew. <laughs> Ryan knew. Oh, like, I, like, I, I had no idea. I was so dumb. I was and like, after I, a while, you know, you have WCW re- exploit this fact. Yes. Yeah. That that was that was, that was a big thing that happened in in, in that era. There, there, there was. It, of course, it led them to shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. They, 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 like WCW tried to give away the results because you know everything was taped, and they give away the results. And there was one night where it actually backfired on them, where yeah. like everyone changed. Like WCW gave out a result, and then everyone changed the channel. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Mick Foley's gonna win the belt. They Half a million people changed the channel. <laughs> that, was, that was the funniest thing. And that was ultimately like one of the nails in the coffin of WCW yeah. was when they said, hey, oh, well, you don't need to go over there. Mick Foley's going to win the channel. Everybody wanted to see that. <laughs> I, I was and so sad. To quote Tony Schiavone, that will put butts into seats. That will put butts in seats. Yeah. I'm so sad because I, I was, that was like late 98, I think, or I didn't have cable at the time. So I didn't see any. All, a lot of that cool stuff that happened, I, I, it wasn't until recently where I went back and watched it on the network. Work where I could see it. I yeah. was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> now, I have a question about the network. Uh huh. 
do they have some of the old independent regional uh, groups? Like I remember yes. back in the day, like the old Texas ones. Yeah, the Von Erichs down there, and those uh, were legends. That's world class championship wrestling. Yeah, they have that on there. They have uh, mid uh, mid south. That's where you can see like where that's where the Million Dollar Man came from. Yeah. That's where Junkyard Dog. You got Mid Atlantic, I believe. There's some Mid Atlantic stuff. That's like the the OG where that's where Ric Flair was before, yeah. and Roddy Piper was before before Vince McMahon kind of like bought everything up and be, created the WWF of 1985. Everything used to be all separated. But um, um, um yeah, thank you. <laughs> Got it. I, 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 that kind of leads me, uh, leads me to like the wrestling of today. Honestly, I'm still a fan. I'll still watch it just in case something awesome happens, but it's not as um, it's not as amusing. Mm. It or, totally is not. And I I also kind of attribute it to the fact that I've become that kind of that, that smart wrestling fan where I, I check the internet all the time to kind of like stay stay up to date of all the uh, all like, what's mm. happening behind the scenes. I want to know what's going on. And and I I admit I feel like that kind of spoils it for me because my roommate he he I got him back into wrestling. Yeah. Last week's guest Trent Trail, and he. Is blissfully unaware of a lot of the stuff, so it's I I feel he enjoys it on a different level than I do. Where like he doesn't know like me like like iceberg you know you and me we're like when when we're watching in, in a big group when people yeah. come over to my house like like it's either you or me calling out oh this is what's gonna happen in the match like we're right. watching a match happen live and because we've watched <laughs> wrestling for so long we call the spots right on we know what we kind of have an idea like you know we it's kind of like watching a dance you know what the next next steps are gonna be yeah and so either either uh, Kiet or I will. Will be like, oh, uh, uh, freaking her and Karana off the top rope. That's going to be the finish. And then everyone else in the room will be like, what? And then it'll happen. And they're like, what? How did you know? It's just like. It's like, for example, the Royal Rumble match with uh, Rich Swan and uh, Neville. Mm-hmm. It's like, I already saw the front drop. It's like, okay, Neville's going to go to the top rope and he's going to get his head kicked off. It's like, this is like two minutes set up beforehand. It's like, just what? Well, and then it happens. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. There it is. <laughs> yeah, and I feel that that kind of ruined. Yeah. That, like I said, like for a person like me or I'm sure it's the same thing for you, mm-hmm. uh, Kiet, where like we 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 follow it so closely that like it's hard for us to enjoy it. Mm. Where like a more casual fan can like sit back and watch. Oh, Roman Reigns. Hooray. We're like the rest of us like, fuck that guy. However, there are times that it will work it, into our detriment. Yes, that, that, is, that is true. <laughs> and then that's one of the reasons why, you know, like like Kid and I are fans like this. We'll still watch because sometimes we think something's going to happen and then they will swerve us. They're gonna, they will use our own um, cynicism or intelligence against us. Right. Yeah. And it's like, Example, oh, when shit. Seth Rollins cashed in his money mm. in the bank at WrestleMania. A couple of WrestleManias ago, like, we, oh my God, we, we all lost our shit. Like, yeah. We did not, we, like, it, was, it was a match between uh, Brock Lesnar and, um, Roman Reigns, those the 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 appointed like ever like the, the appointed golden boy, the, the golden WWE. boy, because like, that's what in modern wrestling nowadays it's kind of decide. Oh, this person is going to be. The they they try to determine who's going to be the most popular. Like they don't let the crowd decide. We're like because Stone Cold Steve Austin, he wasn't supposed to be the biggest wrestler guy. He wasn't supposed to be the big star. He was supposed to be there to kind of help people. Look, look good because he was a good wrestler. He yeah. could wrestle well, mm-hmm. but his personality, he created the Stone Cold character. And it all happened because Triple H fucked up. And it's, all, <laughs> and it's funny. Like, yeah. Uh, Everything is so serendipitous in this business. Like someone else's error could lead to something huge happening or someone else's mistake. Uh, it, you're, 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 I guess just like any aspect of life, like a, a simple thing can just all of a sudden ruin everything. Yeah. I mean, or like it can create hurt. a situation where like, oh, everything turns up awesome. Like one wrestler messed up. If that wrestler hadn't messed up, we might not have had Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. We might not have we had an have attitude it. era. You yeah. would not have it because the night that Stone Cold became Austin 316 was originally scheduled for Triple H to win that King of the Ring tournament. Yeah, a different wrestler was and supposed to win. he screwed himself pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. he screwed himself yes. pretty hard. That's, but, that's, but that's a long story. he unscrewed himself really well. He did unscrew himself well, and now he's... By uh, screwing... Screwing by, the, by screwing <laughs> the boss's daughter. Yeah. Well done. Magic. Yeah. So for our viewers or listeners that are not wrestling fans... What? How would? What would you explain to them as the appeal of it all? If it is all already it's, predetermined, and what is the appeal? Because for me, I can tell you right now. For me, it's the athleticism and yes. the choreography. Mm-hmm. It, it's a dance. You're leading me to my next topic right here. You don't even know it, and you're leading me to my next topic right <laughs> here. That's a brilliant segue. See, boom! Brilliant segue. Like I feel nowadays, there's like. Because the WWE is kind of like the um, I like to say it's the it's the lowest common denominator. It's the it's the it's PG friendly. It's the um, 
It's the Walmart of wrestling, so to speak. It's it's easily consumed. It's everywhere. It's easy to get. It's your Coke. It's your Coke. It's your Coke. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Um, but Wish there, it was. But there's all sorts of other, like there's lots of other wrestling out there, like the stuff that I actually legitimately enjoy. Like um, there's a there's a local group here in, a, in, in California called PWG, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. And that's literally an organization run by wrestlers. So like they, a bunch of wrestlers decide, hey, why don't we just do our own thing? There's like really no real storylines. They show up and they put together the most ridiculous shows. Like I, I was showing uh, uh, excessively long executive producer Sam Zia <laughs> a bunch of clips because like, they, they'll throw up YouTube clips of their shows. Yeah. And you just see the crazy. They do the craziest shit like that, that their, bo- their bosses, if they were at another company, would not allow them to do. Yeah. They, they have kind of re- like. Pro wrestling, quote, quote unquote, purists think it's ridiculous because it's just breakneck, insane, <laughs> fast-paced insanity. It's just the most ridiculous things you've ever seen. It's but like it's fun. an entire match of what would be considered finishing moves. Yeah, yeah, an entire match of finishing moves. Like, it, yeah. or it'd be like it's like a video. It's like watching a video game, but in real life, like video game wrestling, but in real life. And actually, and Harold Hall on uh, on Facebook Live, you just, I was just about to get to that. Something that just got. Put on Netflix, which I actually would recommend for everyone, uh, yes. is, sh- is a show called Lucha Underground. Yes, and that 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 show, that is that's an amazing show because they approach it very differently. It is not a show about wrestling. It's it's literal. I like to say it's like it's like a wrestling graphic novel. It's 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 a, a little bit dramatized. They do have a ama- they have amazing matches, but they work so much on production value. Like um, one yeah. of the guys behind it, Robert Rodriguez, you know, like yeah. Desperado, right. freaking Mariachi, you know, those those like he kind of like he kind of put his like little twist yeah, on it. It's more like, story driven. It's very story driven. It's and the, the production value is insane. Like all the all the all the all the backstage scenes, they look like you're watching a movie or, yeah. like, or a high quality TV show. That's when you had told me about it, I watched that one that first episode, and it's like. It looks like a Robert Rodriguez movie. <laughs> it does, you know, like, but it also feels like when you're watching it, you feel like you're watching an indie league uh, wrestling. It's, it's an independent league. It's, like, it's it's independent, but it's so it, it's very entertaining. There's a more emphasis on the entertainment, and it's fun to watch. Yeah. See, I like the the indie league stuff. I love the independent mm-hmm. stuff specifically because it it feels more. Like it's playing to what the crowd yes. actually oh, yeah. wants to exactly. See. Where like the WWE product is very much like this is what we think you're gonna like. Yeah. Where these guys are like, this is what you want. We're gonna give you kind of what you want, and this is fun. And the third one I want to mention because well, this is more for like the people who are kind of into wrestling. And they're like, let's say you fell out of wrestling and you're looking for something. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes. Is this Japanese mm-hmm. organization? Well, and they dug themselves out of the hole. Yeah, they, they were they were like like a few years ago they were they're in big financial trouble, but the, for the last like 3-4 years, they've put together some of the most amazing stuff. Um they actually have a service uh, that I've that I've subscribed to. It's very similar to the WWE network. But um, and it's cheaper. And it's actually it's technically cheaper. It's 999 yen, which is like <laughs> Uh, which I happily give to them. It is great. It's this hard hitting action. Yeah. There is so little, like I honestly, there's so little bullshit that I mean, there's like little annoying things, but it's great. Cause they, they bring in, all, they bring all these American wrestlers and they're all just one stable of the, the you know, they're, they're, they're kind of like, it's a throwback to kind of like the NWO yeah. or the, um, or the or the or the click of, yeah. of of the old days, and actually they do a lot of the things like they dress all black and white. And it's called called the Bullet Club, and then there's all these awesome. There's this one guy. He's like my favorite Japanese wrestler. He's like currently, in my opinion, he's kind of like the Japanese version of The Rock. It's this good. It's this yeah. dude, um, Kazuchika Okada. Mm-hmm. He's called the Rainmaker, and like, and whenever like whenever he wins a huge title match, they literally rain this like money with his face on it. Wow! They <laughs> just drop it on the crowd, <laughs> and it's freaking. And and, the, the cool, and they got Jr. doing commentary. They uh, uh, look, if you find the America because there's an Amer- there's an American show where they, they yeah. have they have translated where they have they have Jr. and this other a great guy uh, Josh Barnett. If you have act. Uh, Access TV. Access TV. Yeah. If you have Access TV on your on, your, on Friday nights, they, they they show older matches, which is kind of cool because you get to watch them with English commentary, and then they they do they put subtitles on all their promos. The, watching it on this uh, New Japan World, this uh, streaming service, unfortunately, most of the time they don't have subtitles. Ah. They actually do have kind of. They're, they're, I think they're trying to be more like WWE. Yeah. They have all these little featurettes where they actually do interviews with the wrestlers, and they do translate the Japanese wrestlers and the American wrestlers also do interviews or and they look like and the cool thing about that show is like they look like they're genuinely having fun like they are having yeah. a great time and like it's funny because one of my other favorite wrestlers this guy like 
when I first started watching it, uh, like my last ex girlfriend, you know, other than her being crazy, the one thing that she gave <laughs> to me was this new like it was because of her I started watching this New Japan Pro Wrestling. And there was this one wrestler, this guy Tetsuya Naito. He was kind of trying to be the good guy, like he's the equivalent of what's going on with Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a uh, he was they were trying to show him he's a good guy, he's a good guy, and people were kind of like. They had their Tanahashi. Tanahashi, oh no, like and, and there was just apathy to this guy. Like he tried to do things to try to like wow the crowd. He had all these amazing moves. He's called uh, the what, Stardust Press, where he yep. just this crazy flips through the sky. He had amazing moves, but there was just like, a general apathy towards him. And then the the company and him, they kind of reacted appropriately, like, okay, fine. He goes off to Mexico. He joins like a, a an evil group over there and he brings it back with him to J- to Japan. Nice. And <laughs> it's what he does is it's so awesome. Like he gives no fucks. Yeah. Like he he literally like like while everyone else kind of like marches to the ring, it's like he just he shows up to the ring in a suit and then he does he doesn't walk down. He kind of just stands there, like looks around, and he's being a dick the whole time. Like he's holding everything up. Like he gets in the ring and he just takes his time. And it's this weird like where like the fans are like, what is going on with him? Like he come he'd come wearing like this crazy mask and he'd take it off, and like in the middle of the match, like he'd just like roll out of the ring and just like. I don't, I don't give a damn about you. And like he'd sneak in and like drop kick the dude in the back of the head. Yeah. Or like he'll make it look like he's about to jump out of the ring and then he'll flip backwards and he'll just lie in the ring like he's relaxing. <laughs> and then over the course of like a year and a half, this dude became like the most popular wrestler in Japan because all of a sudden everyone's like, we like the fact that you don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> apparently like he's like, he's like always calling out the Japanese president and everything. It was nuts. Wow. <laughs> and then he, and he sells the most merchandise like yeah. Los Ingobernables de Japón. And oh, another thing I loved about him, he started doing all of his promos instead of in Japanese, he was starting to do them in Spanish. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I was like, this guy is insane. I love him. It's freaking great. But like, those, those are great alternatives. Like, if you want to watch wrestling and you don't want to watch WWE, you know, Lucha Underground, uh, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, you can find their DVDs at PWG.com. And then you also have uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can find them at NewJapanWorld.com. Or YouTube. Or, or you can use, or yeah, of course, you can YouTube all this stuff. But I'm always that weird person. I like to support. I like to support yeah. the original product. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like, right, it's like team, team Four Star. There are these moments where you just don't see on a regular basis and you just have these comedy matches where you have Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, 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 they're great. Because so. my... <laughs> Because guys I am nuts. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll learn about all these different independent wrestlers, and they're a lot of fun. So let me transition to a, a segment that we're now producing every week called This Week in Uber. Oh, so, wow. Here last, we go. So for, for those who don't know, I am, uh, to help pay the bills, one, one of my many jobs is uh, I'm an Uber driver. And, uh, and now I, I feel like every week I should document something ridiculous that yeah. happens to me. <laughs> there you go. And, and thankfully, last Wednesday, something ridiculous did, did happen to me. I was in the city of Alhambra, <laughs> and I was picking up someone from, uh, I guess there was like this little uh, veterans, whatever, those little oh, armories. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. One like where, where veterans get together and get shit-faced. Yeah. And so this, I, I uh, pick that up. That sounds dangerous. Uh-oh, apparently, you know. Especially the, at an armory. Like some little armory or whatever. Or the you know, legion, uh, the legion. Legion, American Legion, or the Veterans Legion, whatever. I picked up this dude and his girlfriend, and this dude, like, immediately in the back, he's, like, talking about, like, he starts talking about, oh, man, baseball is the best. I fucking love baseball. And I could smell his breath. <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be a fun one. I'm like, I got to take him all the way to Duarte. That was about, t- I had 25 <laughs> minutes of this guy. Oh, shit. And so he's in the back, and he like, and he's asking, oh, I'm like, I like baseball. I wish I was more into baseball. I wasn't talking to you. I'm like, whoa, who <laughs> were you talking to? Were you just and then his girlfriend's like asleep, <laughs> like she got in the car and just passed out. I'm like, okay, and he just starts talking, oh. literally talking to hear himself speak. He was just like going on, and and the thing he kept doing that was just tripping me out. He's like, he would talk about something, and I'm like that's what you call insert what I just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> And blah, 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 you know, bacon, blah, 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 blah. And that's what you call fat. Like, he would, like, like to, to see, sequentially, he kept doing that. Yeah. And, like, she's kind of, like, in and out of sleep. He keeps talking to her. And I'm like, you're not talking to me, bro. I'm like, you're out of your mind. And I'm going a little bit faster. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm doing about 55, 60 on Las Tunas <laughs> Boulevard because I want to get the Because he just goes on. And he wouldn't stop. For like 15 minutes, oh, he was like going on and on, and all of a sudden, hey, Uber driver. Yes. <laughs> no, it's funny. Talking to me now? No, I think there was something he said, and he goes, hey, hey. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, can we stop at the 7-Eleven? Sure, <laughs> I guess. I'm usually, I try to be very nice to my Uber rides if someone asks. hoping you're not the getaway ride. 
Hey, yeah, hoping I'm not the getaway ride, right? <laughs> Man, we've seen that commercial on the internet where they're <laughs> where they're doing that, and it was just it was nuts. I was like, like Uber driver, you want anything? I'm like, I'm good. Please hurry. <laughs> I want to get rid of you. <laughs> and he just kept going. And then he saw. And then when he got back in the car, he got in the car and sat next to me, and he talked oh. to me for the rest of the ride. I'm like, no, don't get, don't sit next to me. Oh no. And then he was just talking about life. He's like, you know, man, you're on that hustle, aren't you, bro? You're on that hustle. I'm like, yeah, I'm on that hustle. I, I got to do this to pay the bills. He's like, yeah, man, we all got to do what we got to do, you know, right? You yeah. know, bro, you know, I'm like. Was he trying to solicit you for, like, sexual pleasure? Right? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, honestly, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty oblivious, so maybe he was. I mean, like, I, 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 have, I have I have, messed up and, and missed out on opportunities where women were fooling with me on Ubers so far, like, at least two, three times so far. My girlfriend sleeping in the back. He came right out in front. And talking about life. Talking about life, and I'm like, <laughs> I want, I need to get you out of my car. <laughs> and like, I get to the point, and he just wouldn't stop talking. I'm like, oh, uh, we're we're here, we're here, dude. You know, like I already have another ride queued up right here. I have to go. You need get to go. Out. Get out of my car. <laughs> you need to leave. Like, <laughs> as soon as I got my car, I immediately like, went to my phone. I have this week in Uber for next, <laughs> for next Monday show. So yeah, that that's this week. In Uber. So, five star rating. Uh, five, five star rating. <laughs> so, I want to take a couple minutes. And we want to talk to our, our buddy Kiet about, uh, oh. tell us about Street Pass OC oh. a little bit. Now, tell us, you know, you know kind of give us the, uh, uh, as much as I hate this phrase, give us the elevator pitch of what Street Pass OC is. Right. We're just a bunch of really ga- gamers focused originally on the 3DS. We spent, what, six years doing this? It, it'll thing? be, it'll be, it's, it'll be six years uh, this be, month. Yeah. It would be six. Years next week. Is it next week? Well, no, no. March 27th. Oh, for the Nintendo drinking game, I'm about to. Yeah. yeah, I should know this because I worked for Nintendo. <laughs> yes. Have a drink, everyone. <laughs> so we, it's just basically a grass, grassroots organization. We throw events. We used to throw events monthly, but it's been, you know, life gets in the way. So Right. You know, you guys, all, you know, everybody, all, all three of you guys get full-time jobs. And right. now it's, it's hard to have, you know. These, it's hard these, to have these things. So, you know, just. Hung out, found places, game. We did this out of our own pocket. Never asked for right. Money. There was like Mario Kart tournaments, uh, Super Smash Bros. tournaments. I recall. Right, there, random there game a- tournaments because you know I like to have fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, 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 all, there was all kinds of like uh, all kinds of fun stuff. We guys would hold tournaments, and now I feel now with this uh, with this new Nintendo console, um, yes. uh, are, will we see? I mean, not a monthly event, but are we going to start seeing maybe a quarterly event? Maybe a buy That's, what, that's the plan. You know, we have a certain game coming out in April. Mario Kart 8? Yes, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Deluxe, so I'm yes. Working, sorry, working sorry, sorry Matt, Noah, and whomever else from Nintendo I just insulted <laughs> by, by not knowing the correct name of the, uh, of the mm-hmm. game. Drink. Okay. <laughs> so we have that. So knowing my crazy... Warped ass mind. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna put some uh, some stipulations in the tournament to make it more interesting. And, and of so, course, I'm gonna have you know the the detractors who will say these these rules are stupid. And it's just people who want to win, and they, they wait, not you, naming any names because right, I name, name, hold names. no grudges. But um, bomb, bomb, <laughs> damn it! I keep doing, but um, bomb, bomb. <laughs> No, but uh, but the, inherently these events are supposed to be fun. I mean, yes, like, always always made for fun. You know, you know, hold them in you know, the comic shops at that one right? awesome store, like Geeky Mama. I remember you guys holding the Geeky, Geeky Mamas. Mamas. Uh, you know, various game stops, parks. Literally, uh, I remember uh, a couple of times was it uh, Di- uh, downtown, downtown Dis- Disney. Downtown that was Disney. Fun because we used all- to have a group of like, I would say twenty people. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden it avalanche to like 50 60 70 and yeah, it just it kept becomes, growing that, that, that was little impressive. less conspicuous when you're in downtown disney and you have a mass of people 50 wide so <laughs> right. it, it was it was a little tough to you know to, to do that so but yeah low-key event nope no there, there, were, there were no more low-key events yeah but but uh you guys there there well, for, for anyone <laughs> For anyone who's going, <laughs> we and we looked at each other. I was tired of being the like, one to yell bumps. So I was like, Peter, you gotta pick this one. <laughs> I, I brought the, I bring this upon myself. Yeah, so, so we did. We couldn't decide who. To <laughs> <laughs> like, to quote Zoidberg, why not both? Why not both? <laughs> There's going to be a uh, for for those of us who are comic book fans. Yes. Um, there's a, a WonderCon is coming up and uh, WonderCon is coming up. So uh, for the second time, we are holding a Street Pass panel. 
at WonderCon and nice. For for those who don't know, WonderCon is a it's a very much like San Diego Comic Con, but on a lesser scale and held here in the lovely you know, Anaheim you know, Convention. You could actually walk. Yeah, <laughs> you can actually walk walk around. You can get and, tickets. You can, and, and you can kind of get tickets. You know, I'm sure they're they're selling I think pretty they're briskly now. still. Um, yeah. I think they have uh, single day passes, but I think the, 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 the weekend passes are gone. But yep. so. Uh, Kiet and, and his two but the, the other two admins Adam and Ryan are they're going to be having a panel where they're going to be talking about uh, the Nintendo community group how people can create their own Nintendo community groups and um, they again the, I have the, the stories coming from last week yep and uh, <laughs> and they they've made the brave choice of uh, for the second <laughs> time having me be their moderator where I. Uh, <laughs> Why did we not learn from them the first time? I don't know. I think there's video of it somewhere. I was about to ask you because I've been curious. I've been wanting to see this video. Uh, <laughs> my, my buddy Sean Hornbuckle probably has it on. I don't know if he yes. has it on his current cell phone or another phone. He, he has video. I feel like it was a fun time. And I yes. think I believe after all my experience of doing this show, I think I'm going to be. At least ten times better. I'm gonna go full Vegeta on this yes. shit. I'm gonna. <laughs> I've, this is not no ordinary moderator you're dealing with. You are gonna be dealing with a super moderator. <laughs> super moderator blue. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's gonna be fun. I, I will probably. I, I actually. Well, since since you're asking about video, I will most likely broadcast oh, yeah, got my moderation. <laughs> I'm calling you super commie moderator now. <laughs> And this is going to be the last panel of the day. So it's Friday uh, night, 730. <laughs> We're Before, all... it was Friday night, 7. They pushed We're... us back They pushed further. us back. <laughs> Community groups. So it's going to be fun. Uh, I will be most likely, I will be broadcasting from WonderCon. I'll probably be broadcasting during the actual show. I'll, I'm going to, I don't know if how much walking around I shoot. I remember, last time we did this, I walked around for a couple hours and I was exhausted walking into the panel. I'm like, oh God, I'm too old for this shit. What's wrong with me? I'm old and I, I'm fatter now than I was then than two years ago. So this is going to be a huge problem unless I lose some weight in a week. <laughs> Bring me the hot dogs. <laughs> Uh, this, this, uh, I better. I think I should just show up for the panel. <laughs> that way, I'm not up there going. <sighs> Welcome to street passing. <laughs> and this time, we remembered to put our own name. So yes, no, I was very happy to see that because like last time, it was only my name on the on the program. This time, all all three of the admins of the of, of street pass OC are in the so program. We'll- now have our own. You name guys tags. will have your little name tags. I still, I still have mine on my desk because I am who I am. <laughs> and I am going to be proudly Displaying enjoying yours. the fact that I'm probably going to be torturing mines. Good. So <laughs> I, I do a bunch of crazy shit. He, on he, this. he likes to torture, like because there, there's a lot of there's a lot of people who show up and they like to be difficult. So he likes to be difficult back to the people who like oh because they they have competitions, they have raffles. Uh, and I, remember, know, I, I used to donate all sorts of stuff from Nintendo, and then when I was working for Disney, drink and oh, drink twice. <laughs> yeah, <hey. laughs> I used to donate stuff to them, and, and so they have some cool stuff in the raffles. And put, you know, when you put out free stuff, people can be really shitty. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Mario Kart. You know, oh, yeah. I'm sure as a comic shop proprietor, you have a, you have a raffle of some sort. People can be shitty with like that yeah. as well. So it, it, it can be. You know, I have fun because you know we sometimes we bring in the ultra competitive. Ooh, we are part of the community because we are very very strict in the rules, and I am a professional gamer. I hate those. Like, and then, and then, I hate those people too. And guess what? I am then, going to throw wrenches deliberately at them. Because then you have little kids who want to play Mario Kart. They just want to play and have fun. You and, know, you know, some people, people don't like getting squished within the next five minutes. So it's I like to re- throw in a likes, bunch of make, random shit. He likes yeah. to make things like because you know, because you know the modern Mario Kart, you can have a lot of customization. And you can make things a little bit more difficult. Right. And some people just don't like this. It, it, it is what it is. Sometimes when you're dealing when you're dealing with the hardcore gamer, as I've railed against before on this show, they can be very difficult. <laughs> because so we came from all the way from Salinas to come down here and be part of this event, and you give us these shitty rules. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy the difficulty. So yeah, be on the lookout. Facebook.com forward slash Street Pass OC. So. Actually, that 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 can be your plug. Instead yes. of uh, instead of plugging your Twitter, we'll plug Street Pass OC. So, uh, Kia Fam, you can you can follow him, and Adam Share, and Ryan Van Lu. They run the community group Street Pass OC, yep. Facebook.com forward slash Street Pass OC. As far as this show goes, you can always follow us. If you're listening to this audio when I finally post this on 
iTunes at some point in the near future. You can find the show facebook.com forward slash Dre GP podcast. Our Twitter handle is the same thing at Dre GP podcast on Twitch. If you want to watch us in full panoramic view where you can see <laughs> the guests and not just my mug, twitch.tv slash Dre GP podcast. If you want to follow the crazy person <laughs> jumping behind me. You can follow at SamZ570. At, at SamZ. At SamZ570. <laughs> if you want to buy comic books from my cohort here, the judgmental nerd, Pete Malini, at nostalgic, nostalgic underscore comics. At nostalgic <laughs> underscore comics. And he might judge you a little bit. If you want to follow, <laughs> and he will judge you because he's a judgmental nerd. If you want to follow my artwork, it's at SoCalClone on the Instagrams. For my guest, KFM. For excessively long executive producer, Sam Zia. For judgmental nerd, P. Malini. I am Dre Cervantes. Thank you for watching. I love you. Share this video if you're watching on Facebook. Share this with everyone you love. Make the, let's. I want more strangers to watch this and tell me how much I suck. Thank you and good night. Bye. <laughs>